Coming up on today's federal newscast, Veterans Affairs takes two more regulatory steps to put the VA Mission Act in place. Congressional VA committee leaders are looking for better answers from the agency on secret wait time lists. And two federal unions remain locked in heated contract talks with agency managers. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Veterans Affairs finalizes two major regulations as part of its implementation of the VA Mission Act. The department announces its new urgent care benefit for eligible veterans and publishes new eligibility criteria for vets to participate in a consolidated community care program. These services under the VA Mission Act start today. An interim rule describes how VA can use veterans' care agreements to order services that are not immediately available under the department's contracted network. James Byrne is cleared by the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee to be Deputy VA Secretary. His nomination now heads to the full Senate. Byrne has also been serving as VA's general counsel since last August, when former VA Deputy Secretary Tom Bowman retired after less than a year on the job. Senate and House Veterans Affairs Committee leaders are demanding answers from the VA about claims involving secret wait lists for veterans seeking care. House Chair Mark Takano and Senate Committee Ranking Member John Tester send a letter to VA Secretary Robert Wilkie asking for an explanation of two sets of differing wait time numbers reported by a whistleblower to the Washington Post. VA had said the differing reports of wait time numbers were due to the use of administration versus clinical numbers, but lawmakers called that response confusing at best. The House is joining its Senate colleagues in pressing for reforms to military housing. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. An early version of the House's 2020 Defense Authorization Bill would require the military services to establish a Tenants' Bill of Rights for families living in privately run on-base housing. Among other things, the language approved by the Readiness Subcommittee would require housing companies to handle maintenance requests in a timely fashion and give accurate information about existing hazards like mold. It would also ban them from requiring non-disclosure agreements with military tenants. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Defense Department may need to do a better job in overseeing new acquisition authorities for major acquisition programs. A Government Accountability Office report finds DOD is falling behind on requirements to double-check new acquisition authorities like middle-tier acquisition. GAO recommends DOD identify the type of information it will need to consistently check middle-tier acquisition programs. A new promotion system is being tested by the Air Force. The branch's leadership signed a memo saying they're now sharing new promotion plans with commanders to discuss with officers before moving forward. The new plan creates career advancement tracks for six fields, including combat support, force modernization, space operations, and information warfare. More congressional concern about the Agriculture Department's plans to move two of its bureaus out of the D.C. area. Three Senate Democrats now are demanding more information from USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue and General Services Administrator Emily Murphy about the relocation plans. They want a cost-benefit analysis for the move and more information from GSA about its role in the relocation. Senate Environment and Public Works Ranking Member Tom Carper, Agriculture Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow, and Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Ranking Member Gary Peters say the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture have over 20% vacancy rates. 
Talks end with no deal in sight between the American Postal Workers Union and Postal Service Management. They sought help from the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, but mediators found both parties were still too far apart after five days of talks. They must now select a third-party arbitrator to hear for a new contract. Federal employee unions are battling on several fronts. A new one has just opened up at Veterans Affairs. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Negotiations between the American Federation of Government Employees and VA only started at the end of May. But already, AFGE officials say they're launching a national campaign, complete with rallies, to reveal what the union calls a Trump administration plot to gut the old agreement. The VA proposal eliminates 42 articles in the expiring agreement, which AFGE says are there to ensure a fair workplace. The new agreement would cover more than 260,000 employees. I'm Tom Temin. Blockchain technology could be used to keep global food supply safe. The Food and Drug Administration is looking to use it to pinpoint the source of food safety concerns in a matter of minutes rather than days. FDA's Deputy Commissioner for Food Policy and Response, Frank Giannis, says a romaine lettuce scare last year led FDA to take a look at new tech tools. The FAR Council is asking agencies for help in getting certain Chinese-made telecommunications products off their networks. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. Congress set a deadline of August 13, 2020 for agencies to remove all ZTE and Huawei telecommunications products from their networks. Well ahead of that date, the Federal Acquisition Regulations Council is holding a town hall seeking insights from agencies and other experts for how best to remove those Chinese-made products. The July 19th meeting in Washington, D.C. will focus on six basic questions, including what additional information or guidance is needed to comply with the law, and what, if any, is the impact on vendors providing telecommunications products to the government. I'm Jason Miller. Government contractor CACI is getting a new president and CEO. John Menguchi, the company's COO, will replace Ken Asbury, who is retiring June 30th. Menguchi joined CACI in 2012, before which he was president of the Lockheed Martin Corporation's Information Systems and Global Solutions Civil Product Line. CACI won more than $2.7 billion in federal contracts in 2018. And the Senate confirmed Susan Combs to serve as the Interior Department's Assistant Secretary for Policy, Management, and Budget. President Donald Trump submitted her nomination to the Senate in January. Prior to federal service, Combs was Agriculture Commissioner and Comptroller for the state of Texas. She will take over for Ray Asu, who held the Assistant Secretary position until 2016. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 